0: Shalom. I am Rabbi Michael Pont, and this is For the Love of Judaism, our Thanksgiving episode. I want to wish everyone out there a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving. And today I am here with Marissa Krauss, who is the Senior Nutrition Coordinator for the Kosher Meals on Wheels program of Jewish Family and Children's Services of Monmouth County. Now, JFCS of Monmouth County Was incorporated in 1976. It is a non sectarian human service organization. The agency's programs include counseling, outpatient drug treatment, geriatric services, kosher meals on wheels, Holocaust survivors services, the Hebrew free loan program, educational and behavior modification groups, and food support programs. So you can see that. JFCS of Monmouth, does so much for the community at large. Marissa, good morning and welcome to the program.
1: Good morning. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah. Now, I have to say to everybody who's listening, I reached out to Marissa, not just because she does great work, but because I've known Marissa for a very long time. Because Marissa Krause uh, used to live in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is where I went to School the University of Michigan Go Blue. And I taught Hebrew school at Congregation Beth Israel. And Marissa was one of my students. Wow, Marissa, that was a long time ago, right? That was like 1991. 1990.
1: Yeah, I would say 90 to 91. It was that whole year. Yes, because I was only there for one year. I always tell everybody that was my most formative year of my life. So (laughs) yeah, long time ago, but feels like just yesterday. Oh, and I didn't realize you were only in Ann
0: Arbor for one year.
1: Yeah, I was. And then after that, we came here to New Jersey.
0: Okay. Very yeah. nice to reconnect.
1: Yeah, same.
0: All right. So Marissa, tell us about the Kosher Meals on Wheels program that you you run that program. You are the senior nutrition coordinator. Tell us about the program. How many clients do you serve?
1: Right. So actually, I started working with Kosher Meals on Wheels four years ago, actually next month. Um, And I started off volunteering and delivering meals to our clients. The program has since significantly changed. So when I first started, we had about, I want to say, 80 clients total or so within all of Monmouth County. The majority of our clients were in Greenbrier and Covered Bridge. We did have some clients in other areas and we we would have volunteers come and deliver to those clients one day a week just because they weren't all focused in the same location. Since the pandemic, we now have about 180 clients. Oh, wow. Right. So what we do is, before pandemic, I'm going to explain it so it makes a little sense. So before the pandemic, what we did was we would have volunteers deliver one hot meal per day to each of our clients in Marlboro, Manalpin area. As soon as the pandemic hit, we came in and we started packing up seven meals per person At the time, we were still packing up in Melbourne Jewish Center, and we bagged up for each client seven frozen meals. And we started off every other week. We changed it to every other week, and we're still doing that now. Each client gets seven frozen meals. They also get a bag of fresh fruit. They get a quart of milk, and they get bread for the week. Then what they get is twice a month, they get a breakfast box, which includes yogurt, juice, little, you know, smaller snack items that... Kind of make up a breakfast for them each morning. So we have about 180 clients throughout the entire Monmouth County. So we serve about 665 square miles, the entire Monmouth County. We we don't turn anybody away, um, no matter where they live. We find out we find a way to serve anybody who needs it, no matter where they are in Monmouth County. So sometimes that gets tricky because we have volunteers who deliver the meals, but we have People are willing to go, you know, we have, we have volunteers going to Keyport, going to Shrewsbury, Port Mammoth. We make it work. It's really a special program. And it's really nice that even throughout the pandemic, we're able to still have our volunteers safely deliver the meals to our clients. And they still get to know the volunteers, even if for a while it wasn't by face, it was over the phone. It was still nice to provide the constant contact to our elderly and homebound clients.
0: Yeah, that's really terrific. So so you started as a volunteer and then just got more involved with the agency, I guess.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I started off volunteering because I've always had a passion for working with the elderly. And when Joanne was still here, she, she asked me to take on the role of Kosher Meals on Meals assistant, which at the time was only a couple hours a day. But you know, I loved it so much. It just fell into place and then as the years went on, as as the program changed, my role changed as well. So when Joanne took a position outside of the organization, it was um a really smooth transition. And actually, it was only August that I transitioned
0: to my role. So you've been in this position for just a few months.
1: Right. Yeah, in my position for a few months and like I said, it's been a very smooth transition. I was very involved with the role before, so It's really just funny how things happen. And like I said, I started off, I actually volunteered at the Hanukkah lunch four years ago, and we are right now planning our first Hanukkah lunch in four years at Marlboro Jewish Center. So, you know, it's funny how things come full circle.
0: Yeah, it is. That's great. So you said that Kosher Meals on Wheels has a, what'd you say, 665 square miles, all of Monmouth County. That is a a large area.
1: It is. And, you know, of course, it gets difficult sometimes to find volunteers. We also, Asbury Park is where our main office is located. But yes, we, we make it work. We have amazing volunteers who really make everything possible. It's a huge area and um, we're here to help.
0: Yeah. Now that that's the next question I wanted to ask about the volunteers. Tell us how many volunteers it takes to make the Kosher Meals on Wheels program a success and. Who, who are the volunteers? Like, tell us about the kind of people who, who volunteer, the demographics of those people. Because volunteers, I know, it, they're essential to making the program a success.
1: Oh, absolutely. So I would say we have around 60 regular volunteers per week. In our Marlboro location, where we get all of our meals packed up, we have four volunteers who help every Monday who help pack up the frozen meals and then put everything in a larger bag with the milk and fruit and bread. And then they bring out the meals to the volunteers who drive. So we have about in Marlboro, I would say 35 volunteers who deliver the meals. And then I drive our big refrigerated van out to Oakhurst. And then I have about 10 volunteers there who pick up the meals from me in Oakhurst and deliver those meals throughout the ocean area. And I also have one amazing volunteer out there who meets me to help me unload the van and carry the bags to those volunteers. So volunteers really are the backbone of our entire program. I don't know what we would do without them. They're amazing. And you asked about demographics. So we have a good, I would say, 10 people who have been doing this for longer than I've been with the program. And once COVID started, I actually recruited a bunch of my friends to volunteer. So I have a lot of parents with young children who are able to volunteer. We have Liz Tolshin, who's actually the president of our board, is one of our volunteers and she's amazing. She she delivers every week. Really if you look at our volunteers it's so diverse as far as the demographic there's so many different we have retirees one of our volunteers is 86 delivering meals
0: that's terrific and yeah most of the volunteers then are you know in their cars literally driving to the clients to deliver the meals and that's that's great and you also mentioned that you know it's not just like a transactional relationship like they're just dropping off the food it sounds like the volunteers Especially now that we're coming out of the pandemic, volunteers like make a a real person-to-person connection with the clients who are often, you know, elderly and maybe homebound, and this this might be one of their only, you know, interactions with a person that whole day. So it's not just the physical food is nourishment; it's also like nourishing for their soul and for both the volunteer and for the clients.
1: Absolutely. And and really, that's my favorite part of when I volunteered. And now we just started doing our congregate meals again on Fridays at Marlboro Jewish Center. And it's so nice to have our elderly clients come out for lunch with other people to socialize and I love seeing them and getting to know them and and forming relationships and definitely I mean we have volunteers who who speak to their their clients every week we have some volunteers who take them to grocery shopping when needed so really it's um it's amazing I would say on both ends for our elderly clients of course they really need a friendly face and or a voice and you know one woman in particular, when I was volunteering i I loved her so much she's since passed away, sadly, but I looked forward to it every week going to visit her and you know I remember one time she was hurt, I brought her flowers, and I know a lot of our volunteers do things like that they'll get the flowers they'll bring them little treats so it's really it's so special and it's so necessary
0: Marissa that's terrific now it is thanksgiving um and that's a time when we think about not just family and friends and these wonderful meals that we have, but we also, in an empathetic sense, we think about those in our community who are struggling with hunger. Can you give us a sense of the level of hunger in Monmouth County and what can listeners do to help?
1: So we at JFCS actually have the largest food pantry in Monmouth County, also known as Nourish Asbury. Just with us alone, we serve about 250 to 275 families per week. Before the pandemic, it was it was around 35 to 40 families. So we've really, again, there really expanded the amount of people we're able to reach out to. And in our food pantry, we have five types of fresh produce that they provide. They also get a protein like chicken or, or fish each week. We don't do any canned or boxed items. It's all nutritious food to help with the diabetes epidemic and try to prevent that from furthering in the community. We do feed about thousands of people each month between the food pantry and and Jewish uh, and kosher meals on wheels. So you know, and and sadly, it's so many people now, but. Most of our clients are with are pretty much in the direct neighborhood like the direct area because they don't a lot of them don't have transportation. So a lot of the clients who we do feed at our food pantry are in, they're pretty close to our our Asbury
0: office. Right. And I mean forgive the pun but that's so refreshing to hear that at the food pantry it's it's fresh produce part of the reality of, you know, feeding the hungry that a lot of times, you know, it's like processed foods, you know, non-perishables. And that's not always the healthiest part of our diets. But if you're providing fresh fruits and vegetables, um, that's really wonderful.
1: Right. No, it's so nice. And they actually, on Thursdays, they pack up bags. So it's not it's more of a grab and go kind of food pantry. So we have so many clients that it's just easier to do it that way. So on Thursdays, we actually use our thrift shop as a location to pack up all the bags. And that is where our food pantry is run out of so that the thrift shop kind of doubles,
0: you know? Right now, since you brought that up, your the thrift shop is called the twice is nice thrift shop. Yes. Um, and is that is that in Asbury where you're where the facility where JFCS is located, your offices?
1: It's actually the whole first floor of our office. They have a nice variety of used furniture. They also have kitchen and other home items, but they're always accepting donations. And it's really nice for for some for clients to be able to purchase really nice high end furniture at a nice, reasonable price.
0: So if if I have congregants, for example, who are moving and they're and they have furniture or appliances, you know, small appliances, should I have them call JFCS and donate to the thrift shop?
1: Absolutely. And we will come pick it up as well. We just ask for a photo to be emailed before we send our staff out to pick it up. But yes, absolutely. And They can either look on our website, which is jfcsmomoth.org, or they can call our office. I can give you the phone number It's 732-774-6886. That's just our main number. They can tell you what the
0: process will be. All right. Very good. So all of you listeners, if you're contemplating a move and you want to, you know, you have some furniture and other things, now you have a way to donate it where it will really make a big impact for people who need it. Uh, Marissa, that's great. You know, JFCS does so many things to, to help people. Marissa, tell us about the agency's clients and tell us about the organization's top accomplishments.
1: Our client base is really dependent on the office. So we have the Asbury Park office and we have the Morganville office, which is where I am right now. And usually, our clients are from the are, are pretty close to where the offices are, just because of convenience. But we do offer mental health counseling for children, adults, and adolescents. We have geriatric social workers who offer. We also have bereavement groups, and um, we have support groups for children of Holocaust survivors. The other kind of treatment we offer is recovery service services. And we are actually, our success rate is above average. So we're very proud of that. What we're proud of is um, being able to offer our services to everyone, anyone in Monmouth County who really needs it. You know, like I said earlier, we don't turn anybody away. We're We're here to help. And even throughout the pandemic, we never stopped for a day. Um, they switched right over to, to telehealth. Like I mentioned with kosher meals on wheels, we we never stopped. So I think our biggest accomplishment is just our being there for our for our clients and being there for those who need it within the community.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the pandemic, the fact that you know, a far-reaching organization like JFCS didn't miss a beat in spite of all of the shutdowns and all of the restrictions and the confusing, you know. It was it must have been so stressful. The fact that you just kept going is really a testament to the spirit of giving and dedication of your entire staff. So, I mean, that's really that's really wonderful. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. And like I said, volunteers without the volunteers, it could not have happened because that first week when we were trying to figure out how to do it, we had, I would say, about 30 people who had never delivered for us before reached out and, and showed up to Marlborough Jewish Center and picked up those meals and they delivered them all over the county. And without our volunteers, we it just wouldn't be possible.
0: So. That's right. And I've I've volunteered and, you know, my children have volunteered. I've urged my congregants to do the same. So I, I understand how giving to others, you know, it makes such a big impact on you as the as the giver. So I always encourage people to do those acts of kindness because it, it it impacts you and of course it makes a big difference in the life of the person you are you are touching the person you are giving to. Marissa tell us about the Holocaust survivor assistance program. What what does the agency do for Holocaust survivors and their families?
1: Sure, so we have um one of my colleagues named Jen, she runs the Holocaust Survivors Program. They have so many services they can offer to Holocaust survivors in Monmouth County. That's all covered by JFCS. And there's also a grant. Um, It's called the Jewish Material Claims Against Germany grant that we also match from JFCS. We offer, of course, kosher meals on wheels, but then we also have case management, housekeeping, counseling services, home health aids, assistance with medical and dental bills. So really anything, wow. anything that they need. I know we currently have volunteers taking Holocaust survivors, grocery shopping to uh, doctor appointments, anything they need, we're there.
0: Yeah. Now, of course, the number of actual survivors is is shrinking is because they're just dying off. So how many of those clients do you currently serve?
1: I believe we're around 70 to 80 just in Monmouth County.
0: Okay. So that's a significant number still.
1: Yeah. And I know that the Middlesex County actually has more. So we're actually looking to possibly collaborate with some of the future social events that we will offer to them just because as the numbers sadly go down, it will be nice for them to have more people who've gone through the same thing to socialize with. So we're hoping to we're hoping to have something like that in the future for them.
0: That sounds great. Um, You mentioned the the grants from the German government um, to help Holocaust survivors. I was just wondering, JFCS, do you get do you get government support, like support from the state or do you do you depend mostly on donations to, you know, to, to help your budget?
1: So we do get grants, but so much of it is based on donations so kosher meals on wheels holocaust services even the food pantry all of the things that we mentioned are really supported by donations so volunteers is the number one we we couldn't survive without volunteers but we also couldn't survive without the donations so that's a huge part of what keeps us afloat and what keeps us you know able to continue serving the populate the elderly population of monmouth county or the whole population of monmouth county
0: right so anyone listening i'm asking you to please support jewish family and children's service of monmouth county such a great organization again the website is www.jfcsmonmouth.org you can donate through the website just support the great work that they're doing their multifaceted you know, multifaceted agency uh, and that is also i love that you're non-sectarian You have Jewish as the first word in your name, but you're reaching out to the entire community, um, which I think is exactly, you know, as Jews, that's what our role should be. We should be looking out for the Jewish community, but we're a part of the broader community and we need to take care of, you know, everyone who is in need, who is struggling. To me, that is a fundamental part of the Jewish mission, and I'm glad it's part of uh, JFCS's you know view of the community as well.
1: Agreed. Yes, I have people ask me all the time, you know, I know somebody who could benefit from kosher meals on wheels or services, but they're not Jewish and I say, well that that's fine. That's totally, you know, well, we we help anybody. So, it's it is it, you know, Jewish is in our our name, but we are here for anyone who needs our help.
0: That's terrific. Well, again, Marissa Kraus of Jewish Family and Children's Service of Monmouth County um, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to be here on the program. And of course, I want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. What are your plans for Thanksgiving? Like, what are you doing today?
1: Happy Thanksgiving for you, too. Um, I, I'm i actually having my family over my house and my parents. My brother's from Pennsylvania, so he's going to be in town with his two dogs. And hmm. um, yeah, I think we're just going to have a nice, quiet Thanksgiving at my house. Um, what about you?
0: Uh, I have family coming to my house. My, uh, it's my, it's my wife's side of the family. So my, my niece and my two of my sisters-in-law and their families, uh, my mother-in-law will be here. She lives in Manhattan. She comes in, there's a Brooklyn contingent, there's a Boston contingent, uh, and they're all converging, uh, at my, at my house for the holidays. So I'm really excited about that.
1: Perfect. You don't have to go anywhere. That's so That's good. <laughs> right.
0: No, just bring it all to Jersey. It's all happening here. Again, Marissa, thank you so much. And everybody who's listening, have a very, uh, very happy Thanksgiving. Okay. Happy so- Thanksgiving, everybody. Again, that was Marissa Kraus of Jewish Family and Children's Service of Monmouth County. What an interesting discussion that we had about JFCS and their far-ranging mission and all of the services that they provide to Monmouth and even into Ocean County, as Marissa mentioned. You know, one of the takeaways that I got, not just everything that they do, but also how critical volunteers are to most of what the organization does, including Kosher Meals on Wheels, Marissa's uh, specialty, her baby, as she calls it, it would be easy to be cynical about the state of volunteerism in our community and in our country at large. You know, we all we often talk about that people are selfish, self-centered. You know, it's the me generation. But in fact, organizations like JFCS remind us that you know people are really volunteering. People are looking for opportunities to give back, uh, and of course, this is integral to the Jewish tradition. Really, Jews, we are commanded to give back. We are commanded to give tzedakah, to donate from our resources to help other people. We're commanded to have compassion for the downtrodden. That's right in the Torah multiple times. We're commanded um, to do acts of chesed, acts of kindness to make this world a better place. We are literally supposed to be partners with God to make sure this world is whole and the place that God intended. JFCS provides the opportunities for volunteers to do just that. Since it is Thanksgiving, I have a Thanksgiving reading that you could share at your Thanksgiving table this evening. Um, This came from the American Jewish Committee. They wrote a pamphlet called America's Table, a Thanksgiving Reader. This text is by Ken Shept. So I'm going to read it. And again, if you would like to share it with the people you'll be having dinner with, please feel free to do so. It's called We Are the Stewards of America. We are the stewards of America, her ideals and institutions, her cities and natural beauty. We are entrusted to understand America's past and guide her future to create an ever more just America that is secure and free, abundant and caring for all her inhabitants. We are thankful for the freedom to worship. We are thankful for the freedom to speak our minds. We are thankful for the freedom to change our minds. We are thankful for the freedom to chart our lives. We are thankful for the freedom to work for a better world. We are thankful for the freedom to celebrate this day Amen. So again, everyone, that is the end of our Thanksgiving episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there listening and peace out.